Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome to the holiday season, uh, where where we are really the gift that that keeps on on giving. And because Max is not here, that means we're going to give you some uh, some hot sports takes. Sports. So I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll kick that over to our 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 head sports ball correspondent Pierce. Uh, wow, I, <laughs> I really don't think that's deserved by by me because I just kind of watch soccer all day between meetings i i disagree because you are the only one who sends us weekly atlanta falcons logs which means you must be the only person brain poisoned enough to go full sports junkie well uh i should i should read my my so yes i i have decided as is more of a social experiment than anything else to watch falcons football this year which everybody including myself recognizes is is a is a bad is a bad bad idea um just because they're 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 very much losers now i'm used to that being from dc but they do it even better here they are even better at at losing um but i send these falcons logs and so uh yesterday 4 p.m um i sent something to the group uh the message is falcons log colon all caps playoff push because if you go to the standings for the NFL and the NFC right now, you will find much, much to I think Sean's chagrin um, that as far as the playoffs go, uh, in the NFC, the Falcons are are right there at six and seven, the same record as the Washington Football Team, who is currently in the playoffs because the NFL has decided that you know what, let's put an odd number of teams for each conference in the playoffs and just give one bye because the way we did it before was actually really good. But let's just blow it up. Okay, so. There, there clearly need to be some holes poked in in that assumption that the way we did things before in the NFL was good. Um, but that aside, uh, yes, the 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 fact that there are five, six, and seven teams in the NFC right now that are all like, you know, that are all technically in the hunt to make the playoffs is is pretty silly, and and I I believe. I, you know, I responded to that that log with something to the effect of if the Atlanta Falcons are allowed to make the playoffs despite being under 500, uh it should be uh the the whole playoffs should be canceled. And and yeah. that of course is coming in part from a place of spiteful hate because I am a Saints fan. But also I just like you know, this happens every time we skirt around the possibility of a, a formerly seven and nine team making the playoffs almost always from the NFC East. Almost uh, always. And, you know, I, there, there's inevitably, uh, ju- same as, 
same as ever, if this happens, there will be uh, a discussion about whether or not the, the rules of the playoffs should be sort of rejiggered to prevent that from happening. And <laughs> I, they I did the think, opposite, <laughs> right? They did the opposite. And also I think that that misses the point because that assumes that what these leagues are trying to do with their playoffs is to determine which team is the best and not what they are actually trying to do, which is to print a gigantic pile of television money. Yep. So expanded playoffs benefit two, uh, two parties a, a great deal. They benefit team owners and they benefit TV executives. I'd argue they well, probably benefit almost no one else in a real way. We don't think they benefit fans, like real fans, not peers, but like some of the some of my most exciting moments in my life as a WFT football fan is those last four weeks when we've been mediocre all year and then we win a couple of games. It's like, oh, if they if they're they're playing the Eagles and whoever wins goes to eight and eight and wins the NFC East and the, that's you know I get excited and then the WFT wins and then we get killed by the Seahawks in the first round. That's like a yearly tradition. It's great. This, this isn't what we're supposed to be aspiring to. No, no. <laughs> this no way and, to and, live. And, Speaking, right, but it, but it's good. I mean, it's if if I'm if they're not going to do any better, like I'd rather have that. You're, and you're enjoy just, the playoff push. No, no. This is nothing. encouraging bad behavior. This is just giving you more of the narcotic. And we should say baseball has done the same thing by having these really cockamamie schemes to have more people playing and they play these short series and it's basically a one game it's it's basically a play in it's not a play off but it, it it just it's very it's very strange and and you know part of it is old old person yelling at clouds saying like i don't understand how it works anymore i do understand the way that it works in the nfl and what you're having is if the steelers didn't tie with the dreadful lions um you would have a very good chance of four teams all the teams in one division getting into the playoffs like if if the Steelers were seven and six right now as opposed to six six and one or or whatever it is um there's a very good chance that that the the Bengals the Browns the Steelers and the Ravens would get in now are they like probably some of the better teams in in that conference yes but but then but then I ask questions about like why do we even have these these divisions? Like basketball has those divisions have been a joke for a while because you have someone who's like the three seed and has you know a, a much worse record than you know someone lower on the the totem, and it's just like I don't know that maybe it's it's well it is simplistic and I'm not understanding the people who actually benefit, but like if you just want to do the seeds by who has the best record in in your conferences like do away with this division crap and really go for um parity by your your conference i mean just write them all up one through 16 or one through 15 but see this is this is kind of what i'm getting at there there has to be a reason there has to be a reason for like a Falcons Panthers game in October to matter to, you know, to quote unquote matter because it's important to put those scare quotes in there because mm -hmm. yes. fundamentally a Falcons Panthers game in October does not matter. It could not possibly and, matter less. 
and keep in mind that also the NFL has done the thing where they will have like, um, I think Washington play the Cowboys again in a couple weeks because you like you have the person in your division who you play twice at the end of the season. Yes. That those are other problems too, you know, because you know the season is seventeen games long or the season is one hundred sixty two games long. It's I have problems with that as well, but like. I, you know, it is manufactured. Like, it is very manufactured. 100%. Yeah, of course. And I think that, and yeah, you can, I'm sure you can point out counter cases or whatever, but like outside of hockey, it seems like the these lower seeded teams never really do anything. So, like, with the mm. NBA expanding their playoff to have this, like, the NBA already had too many teams in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think the, the top two seeds should get buys. Um, but, you know, now they have this this silly tournament or whatever, and you know, ten of the teams quote unquote make the playoffs. But yeah. like either way, none none of the teams are going to beat the one and two seeds. Like they're in those four teams that are in the playoffs. Two of them are teams that were maybe good and had a bunch of injuries and now suck, and then the mm-hmm. other two are like teams that are just okay. And I think that the I think it's manufacturing excitement for people who like are just really fucking into the NBA <laughs> or fans of the teams, but like there's no actual threat of it messing up the the hierarchy of the NBA or the playoffs. Well, yeah, and, and you you kind of backed into something that I, I will say in the NFL's incredibly meager defense, which is that, you know, uh, of the the four major American professional sports, they are still the one that has I think the smallest percentage of its league that makes the playoffs every year, the NBA, you know, the NHL without making any changes puts more than half of its league in the playoffs. And now the NBA puts two thirds of the fucking league in every year because you can, you can call it a play in tournament all you want, but that's part of the playoffs. Well, and and I mentioned kind of parity in passing, and and the NFL does based off of the previous year's records. You know, you have your your cross your cross, you know, divisions, and and you play you play yeah. some AFC teams, and and it they will do it based off of how how you played last year and the, mm-hmm. the schedule the schedule you do. I think that that is a good thing, but by increasing the number of people that are in the playoffs, the teams that are in the playoffs, even if it's by one. I mean, I don't know. I I think that there's there's something very nice about like having a limited playoff field and saying you didn't you didn't make the playoffs. You know, take that as as a mark against you or you're still building or whatever the case may be. And the same thing can be said for the NBA when you have like, oh, they're in between six and ten, so they're in the play in band, and or I guess it's seven and ten. Um, then it's like, okay, well, you know, a team, a team like last year, like the, the Memphis Grizzlies or, or even, uh, I guess the, the Charlotte Hornets, it's like, are they getting better? Do, do they really need to, is the, is the playoff thing helping them? It's like, you can say experience or whatever, but it's a game. Like this isn't, this isn't a series. This isn't a seven game series where, where you really do have an opportunity to get at an opponent. So I think it's kind of, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not doing a good job of, of parity because you're just putting more people into, you know, the, what feels like the good space, which is the playoff space. And, and I think I appreciate having the opportunity to have a team that maybe did poorly the year before 
giving them space, giving them draft picks and, and letting them get better and have a more favorable schedule to get better the next year like the NFL does. Yeah, I, I, I think I really do think that it it bears saying that the NFL is starting from the strongest position on this of all of those leagues. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're the only they're the only one of those leagues with less than 80 regular season games. So like inherently and the fewest teams make the playoffs. So that is, I get, well, no, maybe baseball does. It's only 12 teams that make baseball playoffs now, even with the expanded wild cards. Yeah. I think it's just at 12 now, but, but they do single elimination playoffs, which is a good thing uh, because that introduces a level of randomness that is not there in seven game series, which are designed specifically so the better teams win. Um, but, you know, it, it's also unquestionable that that they are now, they've made two moves now between adding a 17th regular season game and expanding the playoff field. Like, they have made two moves to weaken their regular season. Hmm. That Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I, I you know, we, we talked about the adding the playoff team. But I mean that is that is maybe the the best thing the NFL has going for it is there you don't have you don't have series um, of 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 games like you do in all the other sports um, and every game does matter if uh, if I mean as we're seeing right now if if your quarterback um, is struggling with COVID for the second time and is is unvaccinated um, and they can't play then. Well, that game matters, but you know, this year there's an extra game and, and, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe down the road, there are two bye weeks because they realize that this is too demanding for any, anyone physically. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can have these, the more, the more games you add, the more that the narrative can change as opposed to being like, yeah, this has been the best team for the whole year. Well, uh, and not to go back on what I just said, but you know, actually, the more now that I'm thinking about it, this 17th game actually makes the regular season matter tremendously because it is additional time for guys to sprain their ankles, tear their ACLs, and get COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it might introduce more of uh, the you know the single game elimination can lead to some um, you know perhaps fluky runs that uh, Pierce might be aware of. Um, where you know that a team gets hot and that you know the team, the team that's still you know kind of standing at the end of the year might have an advantage rather than the team that was um, successful all year. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Washington is is currently in the playoff field. Um, they had just won four games in a row. They are six and seven. That means we're talking about a team that was at one point two and six, and they are in the playoffs. Like that's that's. I just don't. I just don't think that's okay. Now, if a team starts six and two and they end up eight and eight, that's a different story. I'm here for that. I think that's great. The collapse, but like, I don't know. You even if the Seahawks somehow like came back, won all their games, and made the playoffs, they'd be like, no, this is stupid. They were bad. Like that. That that's that's two. That's two seasons. There's too much time for them to fix it. Which is what we're seeing with the Falcons. Um. Um. Yeah. This is. This is getting into some pretty weird places because I, I you're you're now placing an inordinate amount of value on winning early 
<laughs> and not okay, you know that's... winning closer to the time of the playoffs yeah I, it's i i guess maybe what i'm more getting at as i watch these falcons games and as they have this the same record as as the team in in that is making the playoffs is having watched a bad football team that that should not be rewarded for being bad should not get an extra game to show just how bad they are it's it's like you are now opening the door for teams that are bad to think oh maybe 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 we're not and and you do see that through the course of of a season and i do think it is nice how much each game matters in the nfl and like allowing more teams to you know have not been very good in the the games that matter I mean, you're going to end up with stuff like, you know, the the Bengals-Texans classics of years past when it's like TJ Yates is playing against Andy Dalton to see who can, you know, trip over themselves harder. Well, that's that's just going to happen because of COVID. But, <laughs> but you know, there are a lot of different flavors of six and seven. You know, I, all all three of us are are you know at least nominally pulling for teams that are currently mired in that record mm-hmm. and, and you know the the saints had an incredibly promising start they were five and one i think and are now on their third quarterback approximately 18th kicker of the year michael thomas has not played at all and will not play alan Kamara missed like four games so like you know that's a a pretty that's a pretty despairing <laughs> six and seven. Yeah, I mean nothing is more despairing than saying these words. Lost man, to the Falcons. If, well, that and man, if only we didn't lose Jameis. <laughs> man, you, you know. But this I, is this is my point. Is like we you know this whole narrative builds throughout the season. Everybody yes. gets injuries, but. Now it's like, well, they might still make it, even though we know that that they're bad and they just need to go to the drawing board. Because in some ways, the worst that could happen is that they win that first playoff game somehow and then, you know, keep it close in the second one or something. It's like, ah, we got to bring back all these fellas. It's like, no, you 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 should probably make hard decisions. And and I think that's the same that's the same with the NBA. I mean, just look at, you know, some of the moves Memphis made in the offseason, which a jury's still out because of injuries. But like the Memphis Grizzlies in some ways overachieved last year because they made made the plan. And now it just feels it feels really odd as opposed to like having an off season where you just go, well, we're going to work on these things. It might be good as opposed to, well, you know, we were a playoff team or eyelash away from, you know, playing whomever in the first round, quote unquote. Well, I I think that that's a good point in a different way for um, like give the league. Another reason that like the NBA perhaps expand the playoffs is because they have had this pretty alarming tanking problem where um teams will just give up on the year completely and part of the idea with expanding the playoffs is for these teams that have that decision point of like okay do we just tank for the rest of the year or do we try for the rest of the year it's the hope is to get these teams to be like well let's you know try to get the 10 seed and um instead of throwing it away and like if you know i don't in the mlb i think it's kind of the same but like they didn't you know 
the, the bad teams are still going to end up tanking in the MLB, yeah. but I think that that was... There uh, are 100% hopeful. still tanking in the NBA, too, because there aren't 10 teams that are tanking every year. There's like five of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so what, what are we going to do? We're going to expand. Spots. We're going to make it... Are we going to make it now everyone through 12 in each conference is in the play-in tournament? Like, you can't... There, there, have, to, like, there delaying have to be the other... There just have to be other ways to combat yeah. tanking. You just have to you have to punish tanking you you have to you, this idea that we're going to incentivize teams out of tanking just doesn't it doesn't hold water it doesn't make any sense the oklahoma yeah. city thunder still exist the detroit pistons still exist the orlando magic still exist they are tanking they are tanking aggressively they are not trying to win basketball games and it doesn't matter you could make 14 teams in each conference eligible for the play in tournament and those teams would still try to lose games. You know, I just like you have to if that's your reason for for doing stuff like this, you need a better reason for doing stuff like this. Right. I, I don't think it's the I, I think it's a, a hopeful side benefit. And I think that it. Per, I, the bottom bottom teams, yeah, it's not going to change that. But I think the hope is to at least like delay the tanking process like in, instead of a, a team deciding to tank in january maybe they'll hopefully maybe they'll try from until march and then they're like okay now we'll just kind of give up and but but what is that you know that, but that doesn't do anything about the six teams every year that start tanking in october and and real like i i will say there there i think there is a benefit in incentivizing teams eight through 11 to try to make the playoffs rather than to play for a lottery spot. But like those teams, you're changing behavior over the course of what's probably like a 15 game stretch. And like, I don't know. Is that a good enough reason for this? Maybe. But I mean, like I, rewarding the, the point about rewarding bad behavior is is a good one. Like, you know, it's where where we started. You know how close we were. Not not that I took any relish in the Tom Brady Tampa Bay Bucks winning the Super Bowl. You realize how close we were to that run getting derailed by the worst quarterback I've ever seen, Taylor Heineke, last year. I, I root for a team that started Trevor Simeon at quarterback in multiple games this season. You realize Indeed. how I, I've been playing as, as we've said, the saints have had two people in a row who played at quarterback yeah. that are not actually quarterbacks. I have been yelling into the void about Taysom Hill for two years now. Mm-hmm. And that Tim, so Tim T Taysom Hill, sorry, I got, got something caught in my throat there um, <laughs> is, so much better than Taylor Heineke. I just it it was what I saw yesterday as I was watching football uh was truly it was unconscionable. Yeah. Well, Sorry, this has really just turned into us beating up on Kevin. <laughs> no, that's it's fine. That's fine. I mean, I think that one thing that I didn't like about the the NFL expanding it is so you're talking about rewarding bad behavior, um, and you know I guess the 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 hope would be rewarding um, good behavior. And one thing I didn't like I don't like with the NFL thing is that I think having the two buys is is a good thing. Like the two best teams 
have like one one less game they have to play and now it's now it's only one and i think frequently mm-hmm. there's not much of a difference between some years there might be but frequently the, the difference between number one and number two shouldn't be an entire playoff game and i think like in the nba one thing i've always wanted them to do is to reward the top two teams by like giving them all home games or something like that oh, um and let them yeah, pick I mean, their opponents just, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. I mean, in the in the NBA, you're like less likely. I mean, the NFL, you have this the single game. The NBA, like you know, you're less likely. Like one inbound play might not like you know wreck you. Um, so, but I, I do think that you know as much as you you also need to focus on the top. I guess is what I'm saying, and make sure that the teams that are better are you know getting rewarded. Yeah, you have to think about what the behavior what the incentive you are trying to provide, what the behavior that you are trying to induce is and expanding the playoff field is like, I I understand the logic that it is incentivizing teams at the margins of the playoff battle to try to stay in the playoff battle. But I I think you're right. Like you have, you have removed. Well, actually, no, you know what you have, you've given, you actually have given teams at the top now a greater incentive to try to get the number one seed because the number one seed matters way more than it ever did. But so I, I think teams, teams are frequently, I don't I mean, it, it, this is kind of anecdotal, but it, it feels to me like teams aren't frequently giving up on the number one seed very often. Like it, I don't know that that was a problem. No, no, no. It's not, it's not about that. You, you have to, I, no one's I don't know I'm twisting myself into loops here I haven't thought about this I haven't thought this much about the NFL playoff structure in like five years yeah I, I mean part of it is is it was I, I think it, I you know I, to Kevin's point I think it was pretty good I don't you know, like who if, I am when I think about it like this yeah yeah uh, but so I just it's it's not actually slippery slope we're not going to get to this point but when you know ten teams are are vying for the you know for the NBA playoffs nominally um, in each conference, and, and you've got seven teams in the, the NFL and however many in Major League Baseball, when so many of those teams are tanking, really just trying to spend as little money as possible in a mm-hmm. way that's gross and is a whole different topic. But you know, it's just it it starts to remind me of okay, so you're going to have one extra game. That's going to be a road game, uh, and you you're not very good, and and you've you know you very well might lose, and it might be actually a money losing endeavor once you send everybody there, and basically your UVA playing in the, the Fenway Bowl at that point, like you know it's just it really is just a bowl game, it is an exhibition of like yep that's a six and six team all right, or you know that's a what are they going to be. Uh, eight and nine that's an eight and nine team that just went to a cold place and lost i think we've brought this full circle from a numerology perspective because after the fenway bowl you know what uva's record is going to be uh six, six and seven, and seven. Six and seven. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think I just anytime you can hire the clemson offensive coordinator after the year that Clemson's offense was the worst that it's ever been in our adult lives, you got to do it. Yeah. Well, I think we probably did a bit of an injustice by doing this without Max here, and Max is probably the only one of us who will watch the first round of the NFL playoffs. But I mean, you know, so can, be it. 
Kevin, who, you, you, who else will cape up for the Miami Dolphins? I, I think Kevin will really, you'll feel it, especially because we're talking about the Washington football team. And then, you know, in this first year, this NFL expanded playoffs. And then last year, it was the Wizards who who made the most, I guess we could say, of the expanded playoffs. It's like, this is just finding a new way to underachieve. Um, because it's like, oh, we were the 10, 10 seed or we were the 7 and then we got our doors blown off in the first round or whatever. It's like, okay, here's your reward, getting your butt kicked again. Yeah. Well. Uh, all right. Now I'm all frothed up and mad about expanded playoffs and Taylor Heineke. I don't I don't like this kind of I don't like this person. I don't like who you I've know, turned you, into. You don't you don't have to be mad about Taylor Heineke. It's not like there's any mo- Oh, no. There's money riding on Taylor Heineke. <laughs> um, yeah. So so anyway, uh, let's let's go ahead and and wrap this up and and move on to Pierce Asari. Uh, what are you apologizing for today? Well, in thinking of sports, I'm I'm really sorry to to the the many listeners um, because you know here we are complaining about playoffs, and you know what's cooler than playoffs? Just just having a point system and having it be over with the, the very last match, so to speak, the last race, um, we, we've really messed up by not watching F1. It sounds like <laughs> they've got a pretty entertaining product. Now, is it, is it maybe uh, very wrestling-like in that it's, it's fixed and scripted? I'm really not here to say that one way or the other. I but am. it sounds I am here to say that. <laughs> It sounds like they had a dandy of a season and you can catch it all on that streaming service that we all pay way too much money for. Um, but yeah, I just I, I read a blog on Defector at the start of the F1 season and it was like F1's really cool. Also key for me, it it only takes two hours of your Sunday. Like it, they kind of have it time boxed. Um, I think a missed opportunity because they had a phenomenal season that ended in some really uh problematic areas of the world with some really problematic match fixing basically but you know we just talked about how we love the narcotic and it sounds like f1 has a really good one so um you know sorry we didn't cover that more uh there's just a future improvement we will look into an enhancement so to speak now what is one go ahead I was going to ask, does F1 have like a COVID problem where like the drivers have to sit out if they have COVID? Or... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that that's getting reported. I didn't read that much into it. <laughs> what is this streaming service that we all pay for? Uh, do, you, do you not pay for, for the, the, um, the, the original one anymore? Uh, F1, is Netflix? On, F, F1 is on Netflix? Yeah, drive to drive. I should remember, but it's like it's there. There is a Netflix show, and it is basically it captures each F one season, and people watch it, and then they get really into F one. It's supposed to be very good. I think it's like Drive to Succeed. I've gotten it wrong. Um, you know, I'll Uh, I'll look it up. Oh, sorry, I I got confused. I thought you meant that was where the actual ongoing races are. No, 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 no. Um. Uh, they they are not there. Uh, Drive to Survive is the the name of the program on on Netflix. Sure. But yeah, I mean, this what happened yesterday will make for for great TV. I'm not going to go over it here because I didn't watch it. 
nor did I, which I think means it's time for us to move on and close the show with a big idea from pop culture. And I, I, uh, I was running some errands over the weekend and uh, was, as I often do, listening to podcasts uh, while doing so. And All Fantasy Everything, uh, which I, I certainly have talked about before, uh, did a, a draft of uh, movie roles that they would like. I, I, I'm realizing now that I shouldn't have done this without Max, uh, but it's movie roles that they would like to replace with Nicolas Cage. Um, and there, there were some, uh, there were some excellent sort of serious suggestions, uh, but, but much, much more enjoyable uh, was all of the, the ridiculous suggestions such as uh, replacing the T-Rex from Jurassic Park with just a normal human-sized Nicolas Cage. Uh, or uh, Gary Oldman's character from True Romance. Uh, but but the, best, the best one, undoubtedly, was hot-swapping Nicolas Cage in for John Travolta in the movie Face Off. That'd be Making it Nicolas Cage oh. swapping faces with Nicolas Cage. He would do it. I mean, of course he, he would. There's. Uh, of course we, he would. We, Someone who is not with us today spent a lot of time focused on, on how bad Nicolas Cage is, but he brings it every time and it's like no he, we spend the time focusing on how bad nicholas cage is he thinks he's a goddamn movie star well, i reckon i, mean, I recognize movie star i recognize i recognize the skill but it's yeah but it's it's a it's a dark magic like the part of chris <laughs> paul that is really awful it's like it's like that it's like well, instead of like oh you gauge rating on a scale of one to ten it's like a, a in uh, just like a, a quantum physics equation instead it's like that's where nicholas cage is who who is the nicholas cage basketball comp i'm probably dennis Russell Westbrook. Oh, oh. no that's that's not fair he Russell westbrook is in very traditional bounds you don't have to worry about i mean the other person would be like Ron Artest, it's like really, really good, but like that's he might a, just that's be... a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Rodman is pretty good too. I was thinking, I was kind of thinking Carmelo, because he is undoubtedly very talented, and there's a certain subset of like real, you know, of real acting heads that will say, will tell you, they'll bend your ear about how Nicolas Cage is actually a really great actor. He just also makes a lot of bad choices. Oh, so it's it's Kyrie. <laughs> oh, yes, okay. yes, That's yes. It. We, yes. I I can't believe we burned that. That could I have been a whole it. that whole kind of a whole thing. But I no, that's, love it. It's a yeah, perfect place to end the show. You yes. can find us at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com, or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, please tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. 
fact. Can you tell me, kids, oh, can you tell? There is something better, cause you know that 